Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, let's give Jesus praise, can we? Did you come here to praise him tonight? Come on, you know who he is. He's wonderful. He's counselor. He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting father. He's our prince of peace. Amen. Come on, give him praise. He's the root of David. He's the seed of Jesse. He's the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is our savior, our Lord, our Adonai, Yeshua. We give him praise tonight. Amen. Come on, bless him one more time before you're seated. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. So good to be with you tonight here at North Georgia Revival. What a privilege it is always to come and be with you. Such a delight. I'm thankful for all the Lord is doing and all the Lord is going to continue to do. Amen. Great, great things that are occurring. I want to give honor tonight. I appreciate, I want to thank Apostle Todd and Pastor Karen for all the leadership here at Christ Fellowship Church, all the local host pastors who are participating in this, and all of those. We're on week 260, 260 of the North Georgia Revival. It takes people to keep this sustained, to keep the revival sustained. So, can we honor those who are continuing to plow through, pray, to host this place, host the revival, and continue with an atmosphere of the glory? Can we just give them thanks tonight? Amen. Thank you all so much for your hard labor and, and work. We give the Lord thanks for that. Well, I come to you tonight. I want to release to you the word of the Lord that I feel that God is speaking to us tonight. We were back there in the prayer room and we were preparing and getting ready and I just felt in my spirit and in my heart that there are many of you that have come to this place tonight and you need God to do something in your life. Some of you need a miracle. You're, you need a breakthrough. You need for God to do something in your life. Many of you have come, and I felt in my heart that many have come tonight because you want to hear the word of the Lord. You want to hear what God is saying and what God is speaking. So tonight, I just want to release that to you. This is not going to be turned to a particular passage, and let's break it down and just preach from that. I want to just share with you what I feel like God is speaking to us, the body, this year, here we are at the end of January. We're about to move into a, a new month. We've got 11 more months of this year, and maybe things that you had goals or visions for at the beginning of the year, maybe they haven't come to fruition yet, and you're still praying and believing for them. Maybe you haven't even thought about that. But I want to tell you what I believe that God is speaking to us tonight and my prayer is, is that with the help of the Holy Spirit, that it's just going to stir our faith tonight to get us to the place that God wants us to be so that we can be more efficient for Him. Amen? See, here's what I believe that God wants you to know tonight as we progress through this year. I believe the Lord wants you to know that this year is a time for you to reclaim your position. I believe God wants you to reclaim your position. 
Now, we think about that, what reclaim is. Reclaim means to recall from wrong or improper conduct. Reclaim means to rescue from an undesirable state. Reclaim means to restore to a previous natural state. Reclaim means to demand or obtain the return of. And reclaim can mean to regain possession of. Now here's some synonyms for reclaim. It means to get back. It means to reacquire. It means to recoup. It means to regain, to retake, recollect, recapture, recover, repossess, and retrieve. Some others include this. We're talking about synonyms for the word reclaim. One of the others is this word, Pastor Marty, deliver. That's one of the words and synonyms for reclaim, is to deliver. That's what Hayden did, didn't he? He reclaimed his health. That's what he did when God touched him. Others include deliver, ransom, redeem, rescue, and save. These are synonyms for reclaim. So if you're wondering what do I need to reclaim, just think about filling in the blank of all of those words of that, that I just spoke to you about. See, all these words mean to set free from confinement or danger. Reclaim suggests a bringing back to a former state or condition of something abandoned or debased. Here's why you need to understand that reclaim is so important. Second Chronicles 2020, Jehoshaphat said this. He said, believe in the Lord your God, and so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. And time and time again, you have the apostles to get up and release the words. You have the prophets to declare the word of God. You have the pastors and the teachers that teach the Word of God, and you have the evangelists that declare the Word of God. And what oftentimes happens is, is we get all excited and fired up when we hear those words, but it's not long after that 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 hype and excitement that we have begins to wane. And when it begins to wane, we find ourselves not engaged or doing the things that we have been instructed by the men and women of God to do. And so God is telling the body of Christ tonight that it is time that we reclaim that position that we once had. There's some of you that have been in a place where you really were walking with God and you sensed a move of His presence and His Spirit and maybe you backed off from that and God is come tonight with the power of the Holy Spirit to urge you on for to, to tell you that you need to reclaim that passion and that zeal and that fire that you once had. Here's a good analogy and here's a good example. You know back in 2020 when that demon COVID 
was released. I want to tell you what happened during that time. You know it as well as I do. People began to get serious about prayer and about the Word of God. And there were many people that began to claim this passage of Scripture right here for themselves. Let's see if you know it. They that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under his wings shall you take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand shall fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. Uh, but it's hallelujah I shall not come near you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Only with your eyes, he said, shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. He said, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, uh, your uh, dwelling place, no evil shall befall you and no plague shall come near your dwelling. He shall give his angels charge over you and he uh, shall protect you and he will deliver you because he's put his angels over you and he will protect you and keep you from harm. You know what that is? That's Psalm 91, a portion of it, not all of it. But many people began to claim that, didn't they? They said, I dwell in the secret place of the most high. I claim Psalm 91. Well, listen, you can claim it all you want, but if you're not meeting the conditions of one and two of dwelling in the secret place, you can claim it all you want, and it's not going to do you any good. There is a requirement that comes with it, and that is dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. And I believe that God is wanting to get us back to that place where we're dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. I want to tell you that tonight, there's many that's going to reclaim some things. There's many that's going to reclaim some things in the altar and in these baptismal pools. Many are going to reclaim their health. Many are going to reclaim their marriage. Many are going to reclaim their peace, reclaim their joy. They're going to reclaim uh, the relationships and things that God has done in their life. They're going to reclaim them because we serve a good God. Amen. And he wants to do great and mighty things in our life. That's reclaim. Well, what about our position? A position means this. It is a particular way someone or something is placed or arranged. Position means the state of being placed where one has an advantage over one's rival in a competitive situation. We need to get ourselves in a position so we have an advantage over the enemy. We do. 
But we just have to claim that position. We have to know who we are in Christ Jesus. Position like this, this other one is this. A person's point of view or attitude towards, towards something. So God may be coming tonight to get us to reclaim our position, our point of view, our attitude towards something, whatever that, that might be. Did you know that the position that we play, play, that we take in life is very important key to where we're going to have breakthroughs in our life or live in victory? They're going to. I'm thinking about Acts chapter 3, where the Scripture said that Peter and John went up to the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And the Scripture said this. It said that there was a lame man from his mother's birth, from birth who was, listen, laid daily at the gate of the temple. And that gate, the Bible was clear to name that gate beautiful. The gate was named beautiful. The Greek word that we look at and see in what beautiful is is not what beautiful like we think of. Now, this man was laying at the gate beautiful. The, he, the Greek word for beautiful is horaios. That word horaios means this, belonging to the right hour or season, and it means timely. So in other words, the man was in the right time gate to receive his healing. And when he was at the right time gate and he received his healing, he was, as Peter and John brought healing to him, he was made whole from a lifetime of shame and reproach. Can I tell you that it matters where you are? It matters that you are here tonight. This is not just another service. We don't treat it like another service. This is week 260, but this is not just another nice church service. We try to pray and we try to seek God and we prepare the atmosphere because we know that it is the very first time that many come here because they need God to move in their life and you're here at the right place at the right time. You've put yourself in the right position for God to do something in your life. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 19, Zacchaeus had to put himself in the right place at the right time. He was a man of small stature. He wanted to see who Jesus was, so he ran ahead of them, climbed up into a sycamore tree, and when Jesus came by, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today. I must abide at your house. What did Zacchaeus do to get himself to that position to where he could meet with God and Jesus could see him? He did something to put himself in a position to meet God. And many of you have put yourself in a position tonight to have an encounter with God. I'm thinking about the very second day of this year, January the 2nd. There was a man named Damar Hamlin, a football player for the Buffalo Bills who on the football field goes into cardiac arrest, collapses on the field, medical attention is called. 
But did you see what happened on national television? Did you see what happened with not only his same teammates, but the opposing team? You know what they began to do? They began to do and declare a prophetic act that God was saying, this is what I need the nation, the nation of America to do. They began to get down on their knees and they began to pray for this man because he stood in need of something. I want to tell you there was no political agenda that was mentioned. There was no political hive. No one trying to get advantage on that. There was no foolish and ignorant sayings like separation of church and state. But people began to get down on their knees and they began to take their rightful position and they began to pray. The ESPN analyst the next day says, I don't even know if this is right or not. I just feel, I just feel like I need to pray. And he began to pray on national television. I'm telling you, church, if that's not a declaration of what this church, of what America needs today, it needs to reclaim its position and get back to what God has called us to, reclaim our position, reclaim our position of prayer, reclaim our position of worship and 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 dedication to God, I say that I, we're going to take our place. When at once, not long ago, people were kneeling in some un, un, supposed reason that they were uh, refuting this wonderful country that we live in. And then here it is that the situation takes place, and now people are kneeling and praying to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's time to reclaim our position. Amen. Let me just tell you some current examples of the Lord speaking to us that it's time to reclaim our position. This past Friday night, not this one this weekend, but a week ago was past Friday. It was the weekend of the North Georgia Revival Women's Conference. Friday night, it began. We were at our church having our prayer meeting. And I want to tell you, we were praying for you ladies. We were praying for this revival. Because this is not about, well, that's not our church. That's not our gathering. Then we don't have anything. No, no, it's time the church really reclaimed its position and understood that we're the body of Christ. Amen. That we're all connected and together. And I want to tell you, it was a joy and it was a privilege to be able to be down the road praying for an outpouring of the Spirit of God upon the ladies that came to encounter God. And so when I got home, I turned on, I, I, I looked it up on the live stream, and I watched the service from Friday night. And when I saw all of the Hundreds and hundreds of, of ladies that were piled in the altar looking to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Pastor Todd, I, I was watching it and I felt like 
the Lord said, son, my daughters are reclaiming their position. I saw them standing there in the altar, weeping and crying out to God for God to baptize them in the Holy Spirit. Why? Because if you remember, Pastor Karen teached on the Holy Spirit, and in a sense, she was leading us to that place of reclaiming our position with Holy Spirit. And I want to tell you, if you have not watched that, you need to go watch it and see it because it's exactly what the body of Christ needs to understand about the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is not shake, rattle, and roll. We've made him out to be all these things that he's not. And can I tell you that just as she brought it, he is the third person of the Trinity that lives on the inside of us that is so precious to me that I need him in my life. That he manifests himself to us when we need he gives us wisdom. He gives us counsel. He's the one that brings the gifts forth. And she was declaring to us, we need to reclaim our position with Holy Spirit. We need to reclaim that. And what a word that it was. Christina Allen testified a little bit early, or earlier tonight. In a sense, what Christina Allen released was she taught us how to reclaim our position of speaking with authority. And if you remember, she went through and talked to us about her dealings with fear and how God allowed her to overcome that and then taught the body how to reclaim our position of having authority and speaking with boldness. Then Amy Lyle, she spoke and shared this in a sense about how to reclaim our position in God's kingdom. She appropriated it by teaching us that we are not to bow or to conform to the culture's standards. She shared that Daniel resolved to stand for God despite the consequences, even if he didn't. Jesse Green shared on Saturday night about reclaiming our position of being filled with fresh oil. And she taught from Matthew 25 about the wise virgins. So if you just take what was spoken at the women's conference, you'll see that what they were trying to, what God is releasing and what God is revealing is that it is time that the church reclaims its position into what God is calling us to do. Amen? 2 Samuel chapter 6, we read about David reclaiming his position of worship when he brings the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem. I'm thinking about when Hezekiah restored the temple worship. And in 2 Chronicles chapter 29, verse 26, the Scripture said the, the Levites then took their positions around the temple with the instruments of David, and the priests took their positions with the 
trumpets. You know what he was doing? He was reclaiming the time of worship. And God is saying to many tonight, it is time for you to reclaim your position of worship. You've let distractions come in and hinder that. But it's time to get back uh, to worshiping the one true and living God. And out of that worship and intimacy that you have with him, God will cause you to flourish in your life. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, when the people of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir came up against Judah, Jehoshaphat, whose name means Jehovah has judged, Jehoshaphat prayed, and the scripture said that the Lord declared this in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17. He said, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. This led to a position of faith and expectancy. And so the Lord is telling us tonight, it is time for us to reclaim our position in battle. And that position in battle, the greatest weapon that you can do and engage in is prayer and in praise to God. Amen. We give him praise. I'm thinking about in Judges chapter 7. When the Midianites, when the Midianites came upon Israel, and the name Midianites means brawling, it means contention, it means strife, it means heated disagreement. Maybe many of you feel like you're in a season of that. Heated disagreement, arguments, strife. There's all kinds of contention that's coming to your life. Can I tell you tonight that that's what the adversary of our soul tries to do. Every demon is trying to oppose you and come against you to get you into strife, get you in contention, try to get you in heated arguments. That's what the enemy wants to do. But Gideon took 300 men and divided them up into three companies. Each man had a trumpet, had an empty pitcher, and a torch inside the pitcher. And Judges chapter 7 verse 21 says this, Each man stood at his position around the camp and watched as all the Midianites rushed around in a panic. Israel won the battle. They got the victory. They defeated the Midianites when they all got in their rightful position. I want to tell you tonight, body of Christ, that we are victorious when we get in our rightful position. And I'm seeing it now more than ever. I mean, the body of Christ is reclaiming its position, and it's getting in the situation and the calling that God wants them to do. The apostles are rising up. The prophets are rising up. The pastors are rising up. The teachers are rising up. The evangelists are rising up. I mean, my goodness to you, I know y'all been declaring, and we're sensing a spiritual battle even over the schools and the high schools in Dawson County. I, I understand that y'all may have prayed about that uh, this morning 
them. But can I tell you that the youth, all the youth, they're getting in their rightful position. They're reclaiming their position. Many of them got baptized Wednesday night, and they're getting things right because they know that this is a battle. What are they doing? They're saying, we're reclaiming our position. We're not going to live in under any demonic influence, but God has given us authority, and he's given us power to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We're going to reclaim our position, get where we need to be, and God's going to work through us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to tell you that Adam caused humanity to lose its position. But Jesus took his position. He left his position in heaven. He came to this earth. He put on flesh. He went to the cross to be crucified, and he was buried. And three days later, he was raised up, and he reclaimed his position. And because Jesus has reclaimed his position, he has put you and I in a place where we can reclaim our position and be victorious in our life. Jesus, our King, has defeated the enemy, and it is our responsibility to appropriate and enforce the victory. Let's reclaim that position, church. We are seated with Christ, together with Christ in the heavenlies. So let's reclaim our position as heirs of God. Let's reclaim our position as joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Let's reclaim our position as sons of God, as co-laborers with Jesus Christ. Let's reclaim our position of being more than conquerors. Let's reclaim our position of being redeemed, being righteous, being saved, being healed, being delivered, being set free. Let's reclaim our position as godly men and women, as godly husbands, as godly wives, as fathers. Let's reclaim our position of prayer. Let's reclaim our position of worship. Let's reclaim our position of battle. Let's reclaim our position in the secret place. Let's reclaim our position of authority and in humility. Let's reclaim our position of faith and expectancy. Let's reclaim our position of surrender. Let's reclaim our position of obedience. Let's reclaim our position in our proper calling. Let's reclaim our health tonight. Let's reclaim everything that we feel like that we need, we once had, or maybe you've never had, and say, that's what I desire. And with the help of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm going to claim that. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Worship team, y'all come on up. I want you just to go ahead and play as we close this out. Here's one of the things that the Lord spoke to me about, about how to close this tonight and, and bring forth to us. Now, I know there's some of you this is your first time. And what happens when we begin the altar call and we about close things out, you start seeing people leave and you're walking out. Let me just clarify and say to you this. They're not upset and offended and walking out and leaving church. These people that you're seeing walk and go out, they're going to get themselves in position 
to serve tonight. They're putting themselves in a position of being able to get to where they need. They're serving. They're getting in their rightful position. They're not upset and leaving. They're going to get in their position to be ready. So when we call for these people to get baptized, they're waiting on you and they are ready. But let me tell you this. The eighth chapter of the book of Mark tells us this right here. That Jesus entered into a place called Bethsaida. The scripture said that they brought a blind man to him. They brought a blind man to him because he couldn't see. And they wanted Jesus to heal him. But the scripture said that Jesus took him out of the town. You say, what did Jesus take him out of the town for? Well, if you'll remember, back in Matthew chapter 11, verses 21 and 22, Jesus had already rebuked those of Bethsaida and Chorazim because of their unbelief. He rebuked them in Matthew chapter 11 because he did many wonderful, mighty works in that town. And because they did not repent, Jesus said at the day of judgment, it would be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon, wicked, evil cities, to repent more than they were. So Jesus says, I'm not going to allow my works and the glory to be displayed there anymore. And he got the blind man out of that town. Can I tell you that one of the things that you're going to have to do if you want to reclaim your position is you're going to have to follow the Lord where he wants you to go. And sometimes that's going to be positioning you away from doubt and unbelief. take you to where you need to, to go. Now, I want you to listen to this, of what he said. This is Mark chapter 8. He took the blind man by the hand. He led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. see anything I see men like trees walking men like trees walking God gave me a revelation on this this morning I've never shared this because God gave it to me this morning Last Sunday was January the 22nd, 2023. It was in the Hebrew calendar, the very last day of the 10th month of Tibet. And you know what that marked? Rabbis say that that was 
the last day of winter. And so this week, we stepped into a new Hebraic month on the Hebrew calendar, and it's called Shabbat. This month is an important month. It's two months away from the time of Nisan, will pass over two months away until that time. But on this month, Shabbat, on the 15th day of this month of Shabbat, which is not tomorrow but next Monday, they celebrate something on that day, and it is this. It's the high point of the month, and the, the day of this month is known as the new year for trees. Because they say that on this day that the sap begins to rise in the fruit trees. And it is during this time that new growth occurs. And so a new season is being released. And on this very day, the Israel, the Jewish people remember, listen to this, that man is a tree of the field. So, Pastor, what does that have to do with me? I'm glad you asked. Because I believe that God wants me to tell you that your winter season is over. It's your winter, winter season is over. And Jesus was prophetically portraying what was going to happen to him as he was just about to go to the cross. It, I, I have to just think there's probably during this month of Shabbat that this was taking place two months prior to the time of Passover. And he was saying prophetically, the sap is being released. There's about to be new growth that's taking place. So if it is this time of the month when this miracle occurs, the people understood that it's the time that winter is over and their focus and their mind is thinking about trees, that it's a new growth, it's a new season. Sap is being released in the fruit trees. As a matter of fact, you know what the Jewish people did? They ate of the seven fruits there to declare that it's time for us to go into that. The pomegranates, the figs, and, and, and all the, the fruits that they, that they had there. It was those times. And so when he said, do you see anything? The man says, I see men as trees walking. And in John 14 and 16, when Jesus is saying, I'm going to go away a little while, and I'm going to go away. The world is going to rejoice, but you're going to weep and lament. The sap's being released. New growth is about to occur. You'll weep and lament, but... You shall see me again. When I go to the cross and I'm taken away from you, you might not understand it, but I'm going to appear back to you 
And you're going to know because it's going to be revealed to you what it is that you need to know. I want to tell you tonight, church, this. This man that was blind was probably spit upon, ridiculed. The world may have treated him awful bad. May have treated him bad. And as you probably know, saliva is the highest form of DNA in your body. And so when these people are spitting on him, and they're rejecting him, and they have placed their DNA on him, Jesus says, I'll put my DNA on you. And it will erase and remove all of that shame that the world has brought up. What do you see now? I see men as trees walking. I believe that God revealed to him and showed him all. You know what tree represent? We see the roots. God has to reveal and expose roots to us for us to get down deep to deal with the situations in our heart. And once and only when we deal with the roots in our heart and in our life, the rejection, the hurts, the pain, the disbelief, all of those, the, the fear, the anxiety, the failures, the disappointments, the abuse, all of those that have taken place. When we deal with those roots in our life, God can touch us again and say, what do you see now? The Scripture doesn't say Jesus healed him. It said, and his, he was, his sight was restored to him, and he saw perfectly. You know what he did? He reclaimed his sight. He reclaimed it. And God is wanting us tonight to reclaim our vision and our sight. You may have lost it, but God wants you to reclaim it. Would you stand with me tonight? God has brought you to this place tonight. He's given you an opportunity to hear the word. He has brought you here tonight to give you an opportunity for your life to be changed, for things not to be the same anymore. Can I tell you the first thing that you've got to do in reclaiming the position is you've got to give your heart and life to Jesus. You've got to be born again. You've got to know that Jesus Christ is your Lord and your Savior. I wonder tonight if there's anybody that's tired of running, tired of fighting, tired of dealing with the anxiety, the frustrations, the disappointments, the rejection, tired of going through the same motions and cycles over and over and you're ready for a new beginning tonight. You're ready for the winter season to be over. You're ready for God to intervene in your life and to give you a fresh start. It's time for new growth to occur. I wonder tonight if you'd say, Pastor, that's me. I need you to pray for me. I need to give my life to the Lord. I need to get right with God. I don't care what addiction that you're in. You heard how one came to the revival, Pastor Todd shared about the lady came in drunk. Went out sober, clean, delivered, set free. I don't care what state you come in 
All you have to do is say, I'm ready for a change in my life. I need for Jesus to change my life. I'm ready to come to him. I'm ready to surrender it all. I'm ready for God to intervene in my life and do something in my life. And I just want to ask you right now for you to be so bold and so courageous and not allow any demon to talk you out of this, but how many would say, and be honest with yourself and God because your opportunity is right now. You can leave change tonight, and you can leave healed, delivered, set free, and God intervening in your life. Be bold. Be courageous. Right now, how many would say, Pastor, I need Jesus in my life. I need him in my life. I'm tired of running. I want God to do a change in my life, and from this moment forward, I want to follow him, and I'm surrendering all tonight. Would you just right now, just lift your hand right now. One, two, three. Lift your hand. And you say, Pastor, that's me. That's me all over the building. All over the building. Okay, this is what I want you to do. Those that's got your hands raised, you're coming back to the Lord. Right now is your moment. This is what I want you to do. Come and meet me in the altar right now. Come on, take a step of faith. Come on, I'm going to pray for you. Come on. Church, let's show them how proud we are of them for coming and giving their life to the Lord tonight, that they're tired of living like they are. They want to change in their life. They want God to do something in their life. Come on, they're still coming. They're still coming. They're still coming. Come on. Come on, church. Let them know how proud you are that God is wanting to minister to them and do something in their life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see this place of surrender tonight. These have come because they said, God, I'm giving it to you tonight. I'm giving it to you tonight. I need you, God. I need you in my life. Some of them, all of these, are they're they're going to need some some ministry, and they're they're, going to need prayer. So this is what I want you to do. Everybody that's down here in the altar, I want you to look at me. Everybody look at me. Look at me. First of all, I want to tell you this. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you for obeying the Lord. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Because tonight, we give it to Jesus. Jesus Christ died for you. He died for your sins. He died for your addiction. He died for your bondage. He died for the anxiety and the fear that you're going through. He died for you. He gave his life so that you could be saved and set free and delivered because he wants to do something great in your life. He's got a great plan for your life. He's got a great plan for your life. And because he sees your heart, and as you give him your life, Jesus takes up his, he takes up his residence in your life because you all are saying, I'm reclaiming my position. I'm giving my life to the Lord. It's over. It's over, sister. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. So all of you acknowledge that you're a sinner, right? We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. And so we're going to pray a prayer. And I want you to know that this prayer has got to be from your heart. This is not just a repeating of words, but this is a time of you saying, my old lifestyle is is done away with. I'm renouncing my lifestyle of the past. I'm getting rid of those things. 
And I'm trusting in Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. I'm giving Him my heart. I'm giving Him my all. Listen, and from this moment forward, you're going to live for God. You're going to walk with Him. You're going to live with Him forever. You're going to live with Him forever. Church, aren't you so proud of them? I mean, tears, tears just flowing, flowing down because they're ready. They're ready to get their life right with the Lord. Are y'all ready? Come on, let's pray, okay? Y'all pray with me. Pray this out loud. And give your heart to Jesus. Say, dear Heavenly Father. Come on, prayer team, y'all just get behind them as they pray, all right? Prayer team, let's get behind all of, all of them. All right, here we go. Pray it out. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight in the name of Jesus. I confess that I'm a sinner. I have sinned. I ask for your forgiveness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Come into my life and give me eternal life. I renounce every demonic oath and vow that I've ever spoken. I come out of agreement with Satan tonight, and I agree with Jesus Christ. I believe Jesus died for my sins. I believe he was crucified. He was buried, and he was raised the third day. And tonight, I welcome Jesus Christ into my life to be the Lord and Savior of my life. Jesus, thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for cleansing me. Thank you for redeeming me. Thank you for washing me in your blood. I want to follow you all the days of my life, and I will live for you as you show me how. Thank you, Lord. I love you. And I confess tonight that I'm a born-again Christian, saved by Jesus Christ. I belong to him. He is mine, and I will forever praise him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Now, come on. Let's show them how much we appreciate them. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. All right, now this is what I want you to do now. If those of you that came to give your life to the Lord, if you have not been, if you're not registered to get baptized, tonight would be a good night to get baptized. Let's wash all that off. Jesus has come into your life. Now let's wash it off. Let's get baptized. Let's get cleansed. And let's let the Word of God be working in your heart. Now you are going to, we're giving you a book here. We want everybody to receive one of these 40-day devotional books for you to carry with you. Prayer team, y'all just continue to minister with them and pray with them. Now, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to ask all the other prayer partners and team members, if you would, to get right over there, that side, and right over here. What I want to do is I want to call. We're just going to kind of clear this section right here, Randy, if we can. If you have letter A, if you have letter A to be baptized, if you have letter A, we're going to invite you to come up these steps right here, and you're going to go get baptized tonight. Come on, let's show them how much we appreciate them, and we're thankful to the Lord. 
Letter A, letter A, come on up here. Now y'all go ahead and, and just sing, okay? If you need prayer for anything else tonight, come on up. We want to pray with you tonight, and we're just going to believe God to do great things in your life.